can't stand the news It's always the same old song Another corporate scam Another story of bad gone wrong Another corporate bailout Another piece of the pie It's the best democracy money can buy They rig the elections only millionaires can play, and you gotta be cynical. You Hello! Gotta... Welcome to HSV Progressive, and I'm Joy Johnson. This is uh, your podcast for micro, local-level political action and activity in Huntsville and Madison, Alabama, Madison County, and North Alabama and surrounds, and who knows what else might come up. I'm glad you found us. Please do the usual stuff. Rate and comment and subscribe and share, um, especially to local people who might be interested or need to be educated about what the local politics is, what local politics are going on. Um, I uh, can currently be reached at um, Facebook at Huntsville Progressive Letter Writers. Please leave me a message there if, uh, if you have some input. Thank you for joining. Enjoy the show. Um, and I'll see you next week again. Thanks. Well, okay, here I am again. Uh, a little bit late this week, but it's been a sort of a weird spring break week. So I apologize. Um... Uh, I will be speaking tonight about the city council meeting that occurred on the 10th of March, 2022, Huntsville, Alabama, City Hall, 308 Fountain Circle. You know the place. Um, I did not get there early enough. I, I did not get there until item 20. No, sorry back up <laughs> that's the end of the of the agenda I did not get there until item um, 10 which is no sorry 11 which is the agenda related public comments which means that not only did I miss the announcement of the upcoming public hearings and public hearings are the things that when we get them we get to stand up and comment on. Uh, when they happen. So it's frequently zoning stuff and stuff like that. But this was just the announcement of public hearings to be held. Uh, so I missed those. What I really missed that I'm sorry about is item seven, which was the Huntsville Police Citizens Advisory Council, HPCAC, quarterly report. I wish I could uh, tell you about it. If I find a resource somebody who listened to it, somebody who can fill me in, uh, somebody who wants to have a conversation, I will probably um, try to see if I can get them sit, to sit down and have a conversation with us about what was in this quarter, quarterly report, what of note, what difference, uh, that kind of wonderful stuff. But as I said, I did get in and sat down in time for the agenda-related public comments. And Dr. Brown did uh, stand up to speak about this uh, quarterly report from the HPCAC. Um, the, I, I, I know I did not get everything that he said 
or or I don't even remember exactly what happened. I do know first thing that I recall that he was talking about was the disproportionate uh, representation of African Americans in this city in, in um, arrests for cannabis, and that and there's a a, a cry for some. Uh, criminal justice reform. There's a cry for decriminalization. That's what that really is, if you ask me. Because, uh, you know, clearly, if you can't apply the law um, in a in a, a, a an equal manner, um, the, something's got to give. Or I say clearly. Of course, that's me saying clearly. The second thing that I recall that Dr. Brown brought up was uh, uh, the Bradley Pugh murder. Um, and at the hands of the um, Huntsville Police Department. And he got stopped uh, right there. His comments were stopped um, because, uh, according to the uh, president of the city council, that had nothing to do with the Huntsville Police Citizens Action Committee. I think that uh, Dr. Brown was going to try to bring up something about... um, internal affairs reviews and uh, you know did that need to be in the in the um um in in the um um you know report the quarterly report uh, was that addressed i don't know because he got stopped right there and if he got to say anything more I was so jarred by his being stopped by the president that I I quit taking notes and I don't remember what else was said. Um, And we've talked about this before uh, and I will continue to report on it when we are told that uh, as public speak, uh, you know, citizen public speakers uh, on our three minutes that we are not allowed to enter into a dialogue with the people on the dais, that a dialogue is a two-way thing. So first of all, uh, that should be respected. You know, if we're not supposed to enter into a dialogue, then the people on the dais also are not supposed to enter into a dialogue with the speaker, which happens all the time. But it's only allowed to be one way. And the word dialogue, somebody needs to look up what the word dialogue means. Um, and um, th- this, uh, this, you know, stopping people when they have something to say is, uh, uh, you know, is about access and, and um, lack of transparency and, and, and performative value. Well, uh, we don't want to talk about this. We don't want people to think about this. We don't want um, this light shed on something. Um, it, it's it obviously is uh, disconcerting to me. Um, about this time, I noticed that Jenny Robinson was not at uh, the city council this past week, um, but I of course did not arrive early enough to get any um, idea of why she was not there. So immediately after the agenda-related public items is when the mayor and the city council members get to make their comments with no time constraint and no um, constraint on the subject matter. Good for them. The mayor talked about um, a planning commission appointment. The planning commission I'm starting to get a pretty clear um, picture is powerful. I would say possibly that they're powerful. Um, and I would like to know, if I'm interpreting that correctly, 
who is benefiting from that power, well, be that as it may. Um, he also, the mayor also spoke about the Montgomery trip. Several of the people spoke about going to Montgomery. Uh, I, you know what? I would like to know what, um, what they did in Montgomery. There's another thing that if anybody wants to sit down with me and have a conversation about why uh, our, our, um, our city um, representatives go to Montgomery, I know why I would go to Montgomery. There are bills going on down there that I either approve of or stringently disapprove of, and I would go down there personally if I could to have a talk to some people and maybe stand up and speak about these bills. Um, uh, in, in both the House and the Senate. Uh, I, I don't know what our city um, representatives are going to Montgomery for. I would love, I mean, the mayor said he's, they, he went to address the needs of our community. Um, I'm just wondering um, how. Uh, are they, uh, you know, I, I kind of assume that that means that he's getting money from the state. How, what money for what? How does that work? I I'd love to. I'd love to kind of. Uh, you know, understand that more. He also spoke about the federal building authority. Um, I think that's somebody that's uh, moving offices to Huntsville, or anyway, we seem to be attracting federal agencies here, and I'm curious about why that's happening. Um, uh, Devin Keith came next, uh, mentioned the Montgomery trip, uh, 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 and that his uh, D1 town hall will be on the 29th of March at 5.30 at House of Hope. And he has said, I believe, that he hoped it would also be streaming. Um, he did also talk about... Um, the something that that in the disproportionate um, representation of African Americans in cannabis arrests in Huntsville, he mentioned he mentioned that there was a uh, some reform of uh, of cannabis use, and I'm not sure what's going on. Um, um, the words "not punitive" were brought up. That review is on appropriately, as Dr. Brown pointed out. Uh, April 20th, that would be 420. Um, something else about a work session. I'm not really sure if that had to do with this reform. I wish I knew more. Devin Keith brought it up, but the last time I emailed him to try to get some clarification, I got no response from him. Um, Francis Ackridge and Bill Kling have both been wonderful, fast responders to my questions. Uh, but um, I don't know. De I keep falling through Devin Keith's cracks, I guess. <laughs> that sounds weird. Sorry. Anyway, Frances Ackridge went next. Um, I think she spoke about um, the traffic safety meeting that with the uh, um, police that had occurred. Hopefully, um, I will have somebody sit down with me and tell me about that. I wasn't there, but we can uh, maybe uh, go through some points that happened at that meeting pretty soon. Um, keep your fingers crossed. Maybe next week that will be what we're covering. Um, and yeah, and uh, something else about um, somebody and their smart light systems 
Uh, well, you know that um, it had to do with the red light thing that is currently um, sending bright signals on her radar. Um, and of course, you know, Huntsville's growing by leaps and bounds here all of a sudden. And it seems to me like we're pushing for it to grow by just as much as we can possibly justify it. Uh, but, gee, are, you know, how well have we... Here's the planning commission. How well have we planned for this growth if now we have, um, you know, all of this problem with fatalities at red lights? Uh, you know, uh, it occurs to me that maybe a, a robust public transport system might cut down on that. That's just, there's a, a bullet point for you. Um, there's also something else called the Metro Planning Organ, uh, Organization, MPO.org. I don't, there's more planning people. I, I don't know. Uh, and the Mill Creek um, plan came up again. I talked about this last time that I talked about the uh, uh, Huntsville City Council meeting where they were talking about uh, mixed housing uh, development, which is wonderful, but um, seems to get some people riled up and make them roll their eyes back in their head. Personally, the, uh, that's a good idea. Next came Bill Kling. He said that on the 21st of March at Huntsville-Madison County Public Library, he is planning on a, a um, District 4 town hall. He also went to Montgomery. Um, and um, he, do, he does this thing. Uh, so he, he has this, I don't know, to me it's a, it's a particular quirk to him. Uh, during his meeting, during his time uh, speaking in the city council meeting, he will pick up on something that he would like to have somebody look into, research, um, do something about, um, something like that. This time it was uh, uh, about um, somebody getting somebody to research how to get training to first responders so that they will be able to administer nar Narcon, I think is what it's called. It's the overdose um, medicine to help save someone's life who's uh, in, in a drug overdose uh, rather than having to wait for um, a full-fledged um, medical personnel. If a first, first responders, that includes police and um, you know, ambulance people would maybe get training in doing that. So he announces that he would like somebody to research this. Um, so this is this is a city councilman using his power. Okay, um, I can tell you that I have <laughs> in the past um, written lots of letters to city councilmen and the mayor and so on, asking for them to please look into this, that, or the other thing. Um, and I do not have the power of a city councilman and almost invariably would get a letter back from somebody saying, well, why don't you research that and get back to us and tell us, you know, what is the best course of action? Well, the whole point is I have a job, hopefully contributing to this society that is part of Huntsville um, and I'm busy, and that's why I don't know those things, and why I, uh, and that's why I tend to contact my city um, uh, 
employees, representatives, whatever, and ask them to do it. Uh, of course, uh, here, uh, um, Bill Kling will maybe get a response about this because he carries some, you know, power. Exactly how, exactly how he gets that and how he decides to use it, I may or may not understand. But I can uh, uh, assure you that that um, that he's got a better chance uh, apparently than me, uh, who contacts people and asks for things and repeatedly gets this answer of why don't you look that up and let us know you know that kind of stuff um and uh, that's kind of not my job and isn't it their job to research stuff is aren't they the ones with the time to do that um i don't i don't know uh, you know it's a power thing Anyway, um, Mr. Meredith, the city council uh, president, went last. He had, had lots of thanks for all of the people that he'd been to see recently, all of the businesses, business, business, Dynetics. Uh, he gave a speech at Dynetics and um, and one at the, um, uh, gosh, one of the magnet schools and uh, at uh, Thrive Campus and van heron labs i I don't know what that is um um anyway he he's busy with private businesses kind of tells you pretty much um pretty much what you need to know i think um again i will reiterate i would love to maybe sit down with somebody who knows what uh went on on in this trip to montgomery would love to. If anybody knows somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who knows something, let me know. I, you know, I can be reached um, uh, at the uh, Facebook page, Huntsville Progressive Letter Writers. Uh, let's see. So next uh, was the Finance Committee report, uh, which is just um, a, a very quick this is how much money we're getting ready to spend. I will tell you this uh, time it was about $25 million at, uh, that got approved to be spent. Yeah, <laughs> good for us, huh? Um, and there were no board appointments to be voted on, so that brought us to item number 16, <clears throat> which is a bunch of nominations. Um, Items A through D were all Community Development Citizens Advisory Committee. Community development works with planning, I believe. So, um, again, here are people with maybe some um, with maybe some clout in in uh, you know the forward direction of our community. Um, the, the years for these uh, uh, um, terms to expire were years like 2027, 2025, 2024. Um, actually, I don't see a 2024. I see a 2020, 2025s and 2027. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard about the new IPCC report about uh, global warming, but it's going to be here <laughs> by those times. What are these community development people doing 
about making sure that we're planning for a resilient community, taking care of um, our environment. I'll just say environment. How about that? Um, so E and F were, yeah, I mean, you, you come and you learn, right? E, items E and F under these um, uh, uh, board appointment nominations were nominations for people to be um, um, assigned to the Bingo Review Committee. I had to look that up because who knew we had that? But apparently it's uh, some uh, little uh, board, not that little. Um, there's a five, seven members. Um, and I guess their main thing is to, um, is to make sure that, uh, that nonprofits who have bingo games are really nonprofits and that's really where the money's going or something like that. But uh, since we're talking about boards, I just wanted to maybe take a second to say, uh, you know, these people that are on these boards and councils and committees and so on and so forth, uh, the citizens uh, who are on, on sit on, in these positions, they're all volunteers. Nobody gets paid for any of this. And at first flush, that sounds um, good, right? But that means, of course, first of all, that the that the people that um, that wind up sitting on these committees are maybe not terribly representative of our community because most of us would have a hard time just, uh, you know, leaving a job um, um, in, in order to go sit on a, on a, a committee for no pay. Uh, granted, they don't meet very often, but maybe if they represented us and did meet more often, um, you know, the face of planning or, you know, community development or even the bingo review committee and what they get up to and the long-term planning and for whom and why do we need to grow? Maybe these things might be, might have a wider range of possible answers if, if we actually, um, um, if these committees were more representative uh, currently, the way they are seem to think what representative means is that you have one person from each district. Again, though, that one person, I don't, um, this is like a, a biased sample, I suspect. So uh, what you're doing there is you're doing um, a stratified sample where uh, you say, I'm going to get a good representation by getting one person from each district. Um, and you'll have to forgive me. I'm trying to apply a little bit of statistics here, but within each stratum, uh, you are supposed to have a random sampling process. Uh, and obviously all of these constraints on, uh, having free time, being able to afford to do something as a volunteer, that makes it not a random sample. So, um, um, well, anyway, uh, the other thing about, this is the other thing, uh, and this will be the end of what I'll say about this. The other thing that I want to say about uh, pop populating uh, commissions and so on with volunteers is um, if they're not um, already well off, 
and they're and then they're sitting there not making money when they need to be making money uh you are opening a door to um to you know corruption i'll just call it corruption um should people be compensated for sitting on a committee so that they will be less likely to accept compensation that they should maybe not be accepting um okay like i said that was what i wanted to say uh item number 17 huntsville utilities items guess what there were none Huntsville Utilities is just sailing along. Did I mention the IPCC report, which was really quite quite apocalyptic? Um, But, you know, nothing from Huntsville Utilities. No plans for changing anything. No plans for restructuring anything. No talk about, oh, we better, you know, get the rules right for allowing solar and so on and so forth. Uh, Item 18, legal department items and transactions. Uh, legal department items were A through D um, uh, in vacation of easements. Um, so this has to do with, um, right, if I understand correctly, when you have a piece of property, uh, uh, you have to have an easement where the city can come and do things like put in um, electricity, streetlights, uh, sewer, or sidewalks, or gutters, or something like that. So here's uh, four items of vacation of easements in various and sundry places. It would be interesting to find out uh, why these easements are being vacated, um, uh, but, but probably above board, okay? Um, the next part is the vacations of right-of-way. These are planning um, pl- uh, planning items. Let's see, that was, uh, oh, D, oh uh, item D, sorry, from Vacation of Easements. I believe it was uh, Councilwoman Acreage who asked for some clarification on this one. Uh, why this one in particular? I don't know, because they all kind of look exactly the same, just in different places. But uh, Mr. Hamilton, the city planner, who um, I found out is a retired uh, from the army, um, so um, he's supplementing his uh, uh, retirement by working for the city. Um, anyway, he did stand up and explain that this was about uh, um, indeed letting go of uh, places where we might have had to put in utilities and that if new easements are needed in the future in those places, that it will be between um, planning department, the traffic in, uh, department, and engineering departments to, again, um, reclaim utility easements. Um, so, uh, like I said, that this all seems pretty above board. Um, then came the um, vacation of right-of-ways, Both of these were um, sponsored by the planning department. There they are again, the planning department. Um, uh, And again, the vacating of -of right-of-way. The right-of-way, you know, is um, 
the area at the side of the road that the city has the right to do stuff in. So I, this is, I don't know how that's different from an easement. Um, I don't know. But anyway, there's a couple of places here where they uh, vacated their uh, right of way. Um, um, rights or claim or whatever you call it. Uh, then came item 19, action items. Unfinished business items for action. Um, we had several, I don't know, you know, um, the, the item A was about um, uh, changing a salary plan. And then item B was about um, changing the strength of the department, which required that item A be um be already enacted in order to change the strength of the department because you couldn't add the people until you had done item A. It was kind of interesting. Um, item C was about some electronic records stuff. Uh, and here we go. D, E, and F. If you recall my last um, um, city council commentary, if you will, um, I, I talked about the... Uh, the vehicles that the Boy Scouts are getting and the Ark of Madison County is getting and the Oakwood University is getting. And there they are now um, um, action items. So this means, I I believe this means that they are getting them. It is an action item. And, um, and again, I'll remind you, these were given to them. Um, they, they did not go to the um, excess... Uh, um, auction items center the uh, uh, usual process I don't and this uh, you know just is concerning to me that uh, somehow we seem to have bypassed um, and how is it that all of a sudden you know could I go to the city and ask them boy you know I'd like a truck because I garden and I would really love to be able to carry a bunch of soil and tools and stuff around in the back of a truck. You know, who is it that gets to go? <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm definitely nonprofit, okay, with my gardening, you know. Uh, anyway, believe me. Um, so, uh, you know, who is it that gets to go and all of a sudden, gee, I need a 15 passenger van. Do you have any in surplus? Can I have one? You know, that kind of stuff. What's up with that? So um, someone did mention that the that Oakwood University was using theirs for um, health clinic uh, work and also uh, to service food deserts, uh, which we now uh, prefer to call food apartheid. Um, and it just made me wonder because, you know, they have a farm out there and they have a farm store. So are they are they taking their surplus uh, from the farm store and take and giving it away? Or are they using this vehicle to sell their their farm store at materials at I don't I don't know it at like farmers markets or something. I'm just a little bit curious about that. Um I'm happy that somebody is aware that we have a problem with food apartheid in this city. Um, so more power for that. I just hope that we really are trying to help 
people and not take advantage of the people that are in a difficult situation. Um, so then came the, you know, 20 is usually the big thing, new business items for consideration or action. And this is the one where great masses of items get passed uh, under a blanket approval uh, and never discussed. And this, uh, the 10th uh, was no exception. Items A, all the way through the alphabet to AA and AF and AG. That's 26, 27, 28, 29 items uh, passed on just that blanket approval, no discussion. Uh, so let's have a wee look at some of these. Um, uh, it, so if you open up, so this, so I op tried to open up a few of these to see if I could figure out what they're about. The very first one is authorization of travel expenses. If you open it up, you get a cover sheet that just has a dollar sign against, you know, here's the expense, dollar sign, and it's blank. So <laughs> I'm curious who decides what goes in that blank. If we just authorize the travel expenses without any discussion and it's a blank, you know, you know, somebody can clue me in. Um, so that was A and B. But most of these had a lot of them. Uh, the, several of these, the first uh, blah, 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 three items were came from finance. Um, the third one was authorizing the mayor to enter into agreements with low bidders for a couple of um, uh, contracts. Uh the second one was was with an, an a partnership um, in the state of Alabama, and I I gathered that I don't know this was some sort of a sealant or something for cracks. I guess in roads. I don't know uh, roofs. I I don't know what it was for. Um, but the first one was uh, for a a, a, a a somebody in Georgia who was uh, a li limited liability corporation licensed in Delaware. And the you uh, progressive uh, friends of mine probably know that Delaware is a tax haven for incorporating. So those are the people that we're awarding our contracts to. I just, could we maybe consider somewhere uh, that uh, there there might be more to uh, accepting a bid than, you know, just meets the eye, which of course there is. So it's just, I want some other things to meet somebody's eye. Uh, items D, E, and F um, were about um, the mayor entering into agreements with various and sundry, um, uh, various and sundry, uh, entities uh we talked about the detention facilities which are not detention they're retention for retention ponds um at chase creek um at detention uh and uh another something to build a new transit transfer station that sounds okay with me maybe we're beefing up our public transport um not sure 
and uh, another one for the Sandra Moon Community Center. Um, I would bet that it's not for putting any solar on that or wind power or passive solar heating of water or anything like that. But anyway, so these are things that look like maybe they bypassed having to be low bidders. So I don't know exactly what that mechanism is. Um, it, you know, maybe eventually I will become um, enlightened as to that. G-H, uh, um, all the way through P, all of these were um, subdivisions that are issuing uh, letters of credit to the city. Um, and some of them, you know, we're talking about large amounts of money. So uh, I don't know what the mechanism is here, what the justification is that these subdivisions are paying the city great sums of money. Are they paying the city to put streets in the subdivision? Are they paying the city for uh, to put um, infrastructure, other infrastructure in their subdivisions? Um, are these all new subdivisions? I see Montesano Cove subdivision. Is that that new subdivision that uh, has been proposed up on Montesano that we're all worried about the um, about the uh, traffic implications, not to mention um, watershed implications, not to mention um, uh, environmental implications up there. Uh, where are these subdivisions? What is their deal? And what is all of this great deal of money for? And why was not a single one of these held and had it explained? Um, so apparently everybody on the inside completely understands why all of a sudden we're, the city is getting, I don't know, $163,000 uh, letter of credit from some subdivision somewhere to do what? I don't know. You can click these guys and open them up. I don't know what they're for. Um, so that brings us to Q, R, S, there's my cat, S, T, uh, Q, R, S, and T, um, which were all facility use agreements. So, um, this is what I, I gather what you need to do. Somebody got a facility use agreement to apparently have their wedding reception in, in Big Spring Park. Um, I, I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It's um, something with the um, Huntsville Museum of Art Guild, something with First Methodist Church of Huntsville. Um City, uh, Chamber of Commerce. Um, I don't know. I can't really tell if money changes hands for those at all. It's just a, a facility use agreement. Um, maybe I can uh, re research that further um, in the future. Uh, then came item U from planning. There we go. So this is uh, something, I don't know what this is. It's come up before when they were talking about that Wall Street um, out near Madison. 
uh, fracas that we had about um, uh, lifting the plat restriction. Um, so, uh, I mean, I came to understand what they were talking about in that instance, but here um, is a, this is a si signing a plat entitled Racetrack Greenbrier. So this I, has something to do with the zoning restrictions or something, but there it is. It just says plat. You can open the items. Um, it plat resolution. I don't, I doesn't make mean that I know what that means. Um, so if anybody's out there, uh, who, uh, who feels like holding a plat restriction the next time one comes up or resolution or whatever, so that, uh, so that maybe Mr. Hamilton can stand up and explain to us what exactly that is. We might be a little bit more in the know, uh, which may or may not be desired. Uh, the next time something comes up, like, uh, what happened with the Wall Street, uh, development concerns um the item v was uh, uh, uh the uh, the mayor accepting a grant from the um Aaliyah. i talked about this when it came up before this is us uh taking money in order to help um in order to, for the huntsville police department to help um catch criminals from all over the state and be part of that system <sighs> Uh, w and X, um, you know, I well, uh, never mind. I'll just I'll just let that be that there. Anyway, W and um, X were from emergency EMA, uh, emergency management agency, um, ex, uh, getting a grant from EMA, and then. Tr uh, then transferring some of the grant funds to Madison or all of them. I don't know. It would have been nice if somebody had held those maybe so that we would know what, what that was about. Um, uh, of course, this was a lightning fast city council meeting. And I start to get the idea that they're trying just as hard as they can to get these city council meetings over just as fast as they possibly can and maybe in order to limit public engagement as um because that's just troublesome i don't know i'm making things up this is just my wild imaginings but i promise you the last several city council meetings have been lightning fast okay so um, that might go towards explaining why why um, so many, hardly anything is being held from this item 20 on the agenda, these new uh, business and action items to be discussed, or not even discussed, rather just voted on without discussion. Next items, uh, why... Z and AA were all brought from administration, uh, right? Administration is the mayor's office, right? Um, and they were award again. Here we go. Uh, an agreements between uh, the city and Jeff White Photography, the city and Forward Media, the city and Amanda Elliott. These are. Um, 
awarding um, contracts to individuals or companies um, to do some work. Once again, how, what is the mechanism? Who, for what jobs do you have to go through a bidding process? What jobs is it that you don't have to go through a bidding process? And why do you sometimes not have to go through a bidding process? Um, I, it, there's got to be some sort of criteria. Uh, again, these are not being held. This is not... Um, uh, this is not something that maybe if you even wanted to stand up and do an agenda-related um, public comment, the, the problem is that all you have are questions. You know, why is this? But you're not allowed to enter into dialogue, and you also do not have the power that Bill Kling likes to use and go, I would like somebody from the city to tell me or research this or what is and give me a presentation or find the personnel who can answer this question because you can't enter into a dialogue. Uh, if you're lucky, maybe your city councilman would answer you if you had questions. It's at this point in looking at these um, agreements, because we're getting up on the ones that were held. So right now, um, in looking at these uh, um, contract agreements, every one of them has a non-disclosure clause in it, uh, saying that if you find out in your work for the city something about finances or people's finances, cat fight break it up okay i'm back um if you find out about uh, uh anything about finances in the city or somebody's finances or something like that that you are not allowed to tell anyone so um f first of all this is the capitalist um shaming thing where you're not allowed to talk about how much money someone makes and that kind of stuff um or, you know, it's really rude to ask uh, anybody about how much money they make. My brother just yesterday had a hard time asking me how much money I make. Uh, it, it, it's weird. Um, and it strikes me to be part of that. And so it's really easy to slip this in because we're already too ashamed to talk about how much money someone makes. Uh, but, um, the other, but the other thing is that non-disclosure agreements are inherently um, um, not transparent dealings, right? This is, feeds right into the problem that we have with non-transparency, which is actually part of what I'm talking about with all of these items getting sent. I don't know. Stop it. I'm back. Olive, I'm watching you. Okay, all of these items, welcome to my house, uh, all of these items getting sent to, uh, to, to sent without, through without any discussion on a, a blanket vote, um, which there, right there is a lack of transparency. Uh, we immediately don't know. The fact also that, uh, that our um, agendas come out on Tuesday night for a Thursday night meeting. Um, we don't have time to familiarize ourselves with anything, at least those of us who actually have to work, hopefully doing something <coughs> that we find meaningful. Um, 
um, so that our city employees can do work that they find meaningful. Um, and uh, uh, so anyway, it, I, the, I, the non-disclosure clauses um, are a bugaboo for me, okay? <laughs> um, item AB was held by Councilman Keith, um, a resolution authorizing the mayor to enter into professional service agreement between the city of Huntsville and Don Howard Studios for the design of digital art depicting Huntsville Fire and Rescue Bicentennial history. Um, so you know what his question was? How was it that this person got picked to do this? Because there was no bidding for this. Um, you know, how did this happen? Some sort of um, jargony answer was given about uh, professional services and the letters RFP were bandied about. Uh, jargon is also lack of transparency. So, but um, that that was answered to with some I don't know in some way. <coughs> Item A C and A D and A E were all held by Councilman Ackridge. Uh, A C had to do with um, getting um, m money from HUD. For I I read this and I want to say CBGBs. I don't I can't help it. Maybe you guys remember CBGBs, but it's CDBG funding. Uh, but these are HUD acronyms. I don't know home and CDBG funding. Um, um, uh, these uh, this is community development. Uh, AC and AD fell under the, the sponsor's community development. There's a community development coming up again. Um, so those are some people that have their finger in stuff, you know. Um, and getting this money from HUD. Uh, um, and, and who is it awarded to, this money? So if you look in the um, action plan for this... Um, uh, Habitat for Humanity gets some of the money. Uh, Family Services Center Incorporated, which is a nonprofit, um, gets money. And then the city gets some of this money to do this, that, and the other sundry thing. Um, and um, I don't know, after a while you see all the people getting the money and you wonder if it's really going to the people who need the money, the people who don't have homes. You know, but one hopes that, that the nonprofit system is helping some people anyway. Um, so uh, something on the order, that HUD money thing, it looks like it was something on the order of about $3 million to go towards affordable housing. Um, and uh, Mr. Irwin stood up and spoke about this stuff. And I guess, you know, it, and it passed. Um, AD was, uh, about Habitat for Humanity and what they're up to. Uh, they're getting $197,000 funding to build affordable housing. I think it was to build two houses. They were getting that amount of money. Um, so I don't know, you know, um, I never built, bought a house that expensive, but people make fun of me because 
because I'm not well off with my college degrees in hard sciences, but I'm not well off because I refuse to work for the defense industry. Um, so, you know, take that as you will. Um, but in the conversation, <sighs> well, okay, first of all, let's tackle this. Um, um, I, I don't know who exactly. Oh, yeah. So one of the things apparently that Habitat for Humanity does is they run people through this uh, Ramsey um, personal finance class to help people to learn how to, to um, keep track of their personal finances. Uh, apparently, um, 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 Frances Ackridge had said that she had taken this class and she knew that it had a, apparently a, a pretty heavy um, religious message in it and was worried that religious uh, messages maybe should not be something that... Um, that the government was footing the bill for. Um, to which Devin Keith said that uh, Huntsville gives lots of money to Christian uh, Christianist um, entities and that that conversation had better be taken offline. A lack of transparency. I happen to be definitely concerned as Ackridge is about our money being used uh, if for religious entities. Uh, that is definitely a big concern. Um, and I don't, I don't know what to say more than that um, at this point, but it, it's, it's on my radar now, folks, and I hope it's on your radar too. Um, and uh, enough said for now. Um, and then the other thing it, that uh, Devin Keith did was he talked about the houses that are getting built and maybe also some other houses that are getting um, fixed up or, you know, something like that. He, he used the, the word aesthetics um, at least five times, which means, in other words, he's very concerned about the appearance of these construction projects, um, which means that he's very concerned about property values. Um, so you understand, uh, please, that he is willing to help people who need help as long as it doesn't affect anybody's property values. That is an enormous caveat on being helpful. Um, you know, I spoke earlier about uh, the, what is it, what was it called? I can't remember that. Mill Creek plan um, that they're, that planning is working on and how it's a mixed commute, mixed income uh, uh, supposed to be a mixed income community. You know what? The mixed income communities are are our hope for building um, resilient social uh, structures that are tolerant of the differences between people. 
and um, and open-minded about respecting each other. Um, I, I uh, anyway. So the the minute that you say, I I want you here as long as you look right, you're not feeding the need for people to come to respect people who are different and differently blessed, um, have different aesthetic uh, designs, have different priorities in their life, and all you're concerned about are your property values. This is cheap. It's a cheap, low shot. And I hope that one day a government will get over it. We have so many horrible, terrible things coming down the road toward us. Uh, and let me just say, they're really in, in life right now, they're really only two big items that we need to be worried about. Neither one of them are my property values. One is the threat of nuclear war, and the other is the threat of climate change. Let's try to get our priorities a little bit better aligned with exactly what really is important. I I know that that's pretty pie in the sky, but all government is local. And if you can't get local government to sign on to this stuff, if you can't get local government to go ahead and give you a sustainability commission, where is it where where does it start? The next thing you know, that you get regulations from the federal government and then everybody's screaming that it's some sort of regulation without representation. It it needs to all of this stuff must ultimately be addressed at the local level. So why are we lagging behind and doing performative things and not, um, you know, not actually sitting down and taking a serious look at what is truly important? Okay, there, I, I got on my high horse. Um, uh, from item 20 that leaves AF and AG, Again, a couple of um, uh, uh, contract assignments to individuals. How does this happen? Uh, One is for systems analyst who will be being paid uh, $30 an hour. And one is for um, Brenda Martin, I think, that maybe she's the woman that does the little sort of Huntsville TV looking thing that appears online here and there every once in a while. Uh, where she interviews somebody, um, and that's for $43.31 an hour. Both of the, All of these contract positions, again, the non-disclosure clauses are in there. They're um, part-time positions with caps on how much money and how many hours they can work, no benefits, um, and uh, other sort of... This totally, you know, coming from higher education totally reminds me of the plight of adjunct instructors, which is a way to get around having to pay somebody what they're actually worth and building um, building a sort of an infra, a personnel infrastructure, right? 
anyway, if you're in higher ed, you know what I'm talking about. Um, so that brings us to um, item 21. There was only one item underneath here. Uh, um, it was a plan. Uh, no, it was um, a, about a plat. Uh, uh, some. I don't know, a plat thing? I don't know what that means, okay? Uh, again, a planning or engineering issue, um, but it was uh, with environmental management, which you know maybe might sound like it's environmentally friendly, but I have a feeling that environmental management means um, sewage and, and, uh, and gutters and rainwater control and runoff and that kind of stuff. Um, there was only that one item which brought us to the second roster public comments. Uh, remember, please, the this port here. I'll read to you exactly what um, every time the public comments come up comes up. Uh, this is what uh, um, the council president reads. This portion of the meeting is reserved for persons wishing to address the council on matters relating to city business whether or not such items are on the meeting agenda. You may sign up to speak on the second public comments roster prior to or during the meeting. When called, approach the microphone and state your name, home address, and city of residence. Each speaker may address the council for three minutes. Speakers shall refrain from entering into a dialogue with city council, mem with council members or city staff and from making comments regarding the good name and character of any individual. So you can't even put yourself down, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, so the first people, that person that stood up was from Faith in Action. He spoke about um, uh, uh, some peacemaker, uh, um, I don't know, conference, coursework, something like that. Um, um, and he inv invited anybody from uh, the city council to go with him. All expenses paid to Queens, New York, uh, for training in this thing. It's anti-gun violence, and they they do a lot of <coughs> a lot of um, something about you know just anti-violence type stuff. Um, of course, faith in action is probably. Uh, you know, what kind of faith? It's probably religious faith, right? Uh, uh, um, and uh, again, I have to say, um, you know, if you're going to push for your community to grow as fast as possible, you can, and, and not take care of people who have to move here, and not take care of people who are, are getting pushed out of their homes, um, uh, you can definitely expect crime to go up. So uh, maybe there's another avenue to address this problem. Any, anyway, uh, Dev and Keith spoke to him. They had a dialogue. Uh, the next person to speak was um, Jackie Reed. Um, she had a question about, I have this question too. Uh, when are the work sessions? Um, um, I I. I'm, I'm going to check the city calendar, so maybe they're on there. Um, I, I try to keep up with what's on the city calendar and keep people appraised of that. Um, any, anyway, so she said there's not enough public involvement in work sessions and planning and that kind of stuff. And she also pointed out that there's hardly anyone from the public even in attendance. That is true. Um, uh, 
you know, uh, the performative part of city council happens at the beginning. Sometimes there's more people there for that. And especially since COVID, the attendance has plummeted at city council meetings. And uh, the uh, um, week, the city council meeting before this, there were no television cameras there at all. And there was a television camera only there for a while uh, for this meeting on the 10th of March. Um, of course, there is a, a um, uh, an in-house television for Huntsville TV, closed circuit stuff. Um, um, but, you know, they don't put it on Facebook anymore because you can guess why. Anyway, um, and she, of course, complained about their having pulled down that parking garage to build a new city hall. And then she did, this is a valid question, what is going to happen with the old city hall? And something that's, that said, um, something was said that made me think that um, um, that's, the old city hall is going to become private property. Somebody, they're going to, you know, probably try to sell it and make money off of it because that's what... I, that's what we're supposed to do. I don't know. Um, uh, and then uh, Bill Kling entered into a dialogue with her, saying something about how they do announce the meetings, um, for what it's worth. Uh, they do have a, a pretty accessible calendar. Um, that is, I've got it. I've got it here. Yeah, it's just... Uh, um, huntsvilleal.gov slash city hyphen calendar. So, um, what's coming up? I just opened it up. So there is a planning commission meeting on March 22nd at 5 p.m. I uh, wish I could, you know, go to those because that seems to be a powerful entity with their finger in a lot of stuff. Um... For police recruitment meet and greet, city council meeting, district one town meeting. Um, I don't liquor license review. Uh, uh, some stuff. Huntsvilleal.gov/city-calendar. Um, if you want to find out what what's where when and maybe what you can go to, and uh, kick up a stink out. <laughs> Um, our friend Sarah uh, was next to speak. She chose to speak about public transit. Um, um, and uh, uh, she proposed that um, homeless people should be able to ride public transit for free. Uh, you know, that's helping people maybe improve their situation to do things like that. That the... Uh, Airport needed to be added into our public transit. I think that's a brilliant idea. Um, that d discounted passes um, uh, she uh, um, uh, you know she has a YouTube channel so you, you might want to uh, I'm pretty sure she filmed it so you might want to check out her comments. I think they were all very good. Um, and then uh, John uh, and then maybe something about um, that she did believe that the that the discussion about um, 
public money going to religious um, instruction or religious entities uh, maybe needed to be uh, uh, discussed in public, not, what did um, Devin Keith call it? Offline. Not offline, but indeed in public. I 100% agree with that. And, um, and then, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the president of the city council um, shut her down. And that, I believe, was the end of the meeting. Uh, um, it was a lightning fast meeting, uh, probably, um, possibly shorter than my recounting of it. Of course, because I kind of went through a lot of items that they never discussed. Um, I don't. I don't think that's totally true. I'm. I'm pretty sure that it was about two hours long, and I've been talking who knows how long. Um, and um, I just uh, thanks for listening. Please uh, share this. I'm all about maybe getting conversations started um, um, of one ilk or another, uh, shared onto other platforms. I don't use Twitter or Instagram or um, TikTok or any of those guys. I, um, so if you are on that platform, on those platforms, please do feel free to share this content over there so that maybe we can meet, we, bleh, meet reach a few more people and uh, until next time, I thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you soon. This has been HSV Progressive. Thanks for stopping in. Don't forget to rate and share and subscribe, and I'll see you again next week. Please uh, find me if you have some input uh, at Huntsville Progressive Letter Writers on Facebook. 